up back there actually look let's get right into it we got to congratulate the los angeles lakers for winning their 17th nba championship which ties them with the boston celtics for the most in nba history so how do you feel about the lakers pulling off number 17 over the miami heat for me it just looking at the landscape of the playoffs and the bubble i just felt like it was their year it was pretty much my pick from the beginning I thought the Clippers, if they faced them, would give them some trouble, but that never happened. So, of course, congratulations to the Lakers, and I just think it was deserved. You know, they they played they played well, especially in the Western Conference. So, you know, the Heat gave them some trouble, but <clears throat> they looked pretty dominant most of the games that they played. Uh, so they deserved it. Happy for yeah, them. They, they played well, and they made the proper adjustments. Um <clears throat> I'm not going to say it was as dominant of a series as people thought it would be, as dominant as a performance. Um, Miami was wounded, um, but it was still a good win for the Los Angeles Lakers. So this week, um, the topic in social media and on the TV rounds has been, what does this championship do for the legacy of LeBron James? Does it enhance it? Does it keep it flat? Like, which side are you on in the, the debate that's been raging for years? You know, as he inches closer to Michael, does this help or does he stay stagnant? Um, lately, I've been thinking about that argument. And <clears throat> the more I think about it and the, the longer we get into LeBron James's career, the more I just see it as its own thing. Um, I think what goes into Jordan's mystique and his legacy is the fact that like how he dominated some of those playoffs and those um, finals, you know, never, <clears throat> never losing in the playoff, like never losing in the finals. That's impressive to be perfect in the playoffs. That's impressive. <clears throat> I just think it's a different story altogether. Now I'm not trying to compare it anymore. Yeah, LeBron James could win three more championships, and I still would just compare the two legacies differently. I don't think that we have to say he's it's he's better than Jordan, or that it's what he did is better than Jordan. Like I, I just think we need to respect them <clears throat> separately for what they are, because we're getting to experience 
the next Michael Jordan right now. And I just think let's wait and compare the careers until LeBron James is done. Let's just wait and appreciate what we get to see because I'm tired of the I'm tired of the arguments between the two <laughs> because it, it just doesn't matter to me anymore. Michael Jordan was one thing and was this, like I said, to me, he's like this living legend character, like <clears throat> bigger than the sport. Right now, LeBron is still playing and he's still like this massive human being that, you know, has this massive following. I just don't think we should be having a conversation again right now. And I'm tired of hearing other people talk about it. The other day I saw like Skip Bayless tweet MJ over Jordan. That was the day after the finals and I unfollowed him because it annoyed me that bad. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is stu- like, this is what you want to talk about right now. Yeah, I just want a championship. That's what I, I didn't want to talk about. I, don't, I didn't want to hear it. And I'm not, I don't claim to be like a LeBron fanboy. Like I, I'm just not, but I just think we should appreciate it for what it is and just leave it alone. Like, I, I don't want to do the comparisons anymore, basically. Like, I, I just think it's yeah. ridiculous at this point. I want to I wanna challenge our, our listeners, like, the, the, the 10 people that follow us on YouTube. We got 10? I think we got, <laughs> we got 10. 10 we, got, we may have 12. Um, but I, I want them to actually put some comments below and debate which way they go. You know, do they like LeBron? Do they like Michael Jordan? You know, I want to hear some reasons to it. Um, statistically speaking... LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to ever step foot on this planet, statistically speaking, okay? The eye test will still tell us that Michael Jordan is that player. So I think that's where the divide is. The eye test, which some older people use, is Michael Jordan. Stat-wise, is leaps and bounds ahead LeBron James. And it's a, it's a few reasons for that. I will say that. LeBron does have an advantage because he started sooner than Michael. He's going to end up playing longer than Michael. Um, Michael did have two retirements. So so there, there, there's a little things that skew the number in favor of LeBron James. But statistically speaking, on paper, he's the greatest basketball player to ever step foot on this planet. And, and for some people, that's the end of the discussion. But I think it's still good to talk about. But yeah. For, for like I said, the ten people that follow us, you know, drop a comment down there. Let's see what you think. Hell, we might give you a shout out the next time we get on. Uh, go Real ahead. quick, before we move on, that's one thing that, like, I think plays into it. What you were saying about MJ, like he retired twice. Um, let's let's even go as far as to mention like how the league was played at that time. Like, think about what Jordan could have done if he would have just stayed, right? And LeBron, on the other hand, has been able to stay healthy as well. A lot of guys just don't can't stay healthy. Right. So right. we're being gifted this amazing career, and to see articles and other people talk about like, well, <clears throat> we were shorted um, a spectacular different career because he LeBron didn't do it the same way Jordan did, kind of like just comparing him. And I was like. That's what annoyed me. Was, why are we doing these comparisons? Like, if we wanted to, we could bring up all these things that could have elevated Jordan hypothetically. Like, technically, if he hadn't retired, we could have yeah. had more Jordan. So I'm just tired of, like, you, you can do that with Jordan, too. You can do the what-ifs because he of how he went about his career. So that's why it just seems like a lot of pointing fingers at the other one and hyping your guy up with those arguments when we should just be like, okay, let's, let's compare them and we can argue those points, 
But I don't think we have to argue because of the circumstances of each career, like mm-hmm. who is the better one, because we, we're also in different leagues now. So yeah, it was a great rant on that. <clears throat> it, it was a great article, by the way, by Rob Parker. I had to look up real quick and see who the author was because I forgot. And, and Rob's an old head, very opinionated. Um, I've read his stuff for years. It was a great article. He, he laid out a great argument, but it doesn't change the fact that, statistically speaking, uh, LeBron James is the greatest player that we've ever seen. And I am a self-proclaimed LeBron James hater. You know, so, but I can say that because I've watched his entire career and we borrowed him for four years in Miami. So, yeah. All right. With that said, the Houston Rockets are imploding from the inside. GM Daryl Morey has (laughs) resigned. (laughs) Do you think this has anything to do with one, the team's performance the last few years and two, Let's not forget about the situation that happened with China last year where he cost the NBA and the Houston Rockets millions of dollars. <laughs> What's going on there, my man? That was, this was like probably his last like chance. <laughs> you know, he was already probably not on great circumstances with the ownership and the team, right. of course. Right. But for the, probably for the sake of just the team he, already built they're like okay let's just see let's let this team run its course and this was like as good as that team was getting and they got blasted yeah pretty much yeah and so that that was probably going to be that guy's saving grace or even if they won that they might have gotten rid of him who knows but i just think when the team underperformed like they did it was well something has to change and it looks like they decided everything had to change yeah, because Dan Antoni was out <laughs> the, the night they got eliminated. He was out, and now Daryl Morey is out. There's two things you can't do in the NBA with a franchise. You can't have high payroll, and I'm, I'm not going to say a losing record, even though that's that's not the case with Houston, but you can't have a high payroll and then lackluster mm-hmm. results. So you can't you can't do that. And, and the Houston were definitely one of those teams that should have gave the eventual champions a run for their money. So, I mean, think about it. The Houston Rockets got eliminated in five games. An injured Miami Heat team took the Lakers to six games. So, they the Houston underachieved. Um, yeah. So, now the question is... And with two is, superstars on that team. Right, with two, two mega superstars. So, now the question is, okay. Um, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. Maury's gone. Dan Antoni's gone, who I've never been a fan of. So now one of the two has to go, Russell Westbrook or James Harden. If you're going to rebuild, you have to break it up now. So who do you think goes? Who do you think stays? I think probably Harden stays. I just see that more as his team. He's just been there longer. That's just the only thing. Um and depending on how Russell got along with everybody else, you know, the rest of the ownership might like and might not, you know. But I, I, in my eyes, I just feel like they probably stick with Harden there and try to move pieces around him. I just mm-hmm. feel like they might think that's easier than dealing with Russell, even though Harden 
has his own issues with other players as well, of course. But right. to me, it just feels like Harden's team. <clears throat> Unless they move everybody, they use Harden and Westbrook to change the team completely, which wow. would be surprising. But wow. I, yeah. I think they probably just stick with Harden. It, it it would be surprising if they got rid of both those guys. The the, the rumor mill has been churning um, that more so Westbrook's name's been out there as far as trade bait. So like the Knicks are looking at Westbrook. I've actually heard the Los Angeles Clippers are looking at Westbrook. So Westbrook seems to be the one that's going to leave. But Houston's doing their due diligence, due diligence and they're interviewing a lot of uh, head coaching prospects. But right now it's Jeff Van Gundy's job to lose. If Jeff Van Gundy takes over the job, I do believe Harden will be gone because Re- Russell Westbrook is more of a Van Gundy player than Harden is. So it, I think it's going to come down to who who's going to run the team, who's going to coach the team. Because if Van Gundy goes there, he's going to run the team and coach the team. So I, I, at that point, Harden's a goner <laughs> um, because Westbrook and Van Gundy would would be beautiful together. So from a defensive standpoint, because we know. James Harden can't spell defense. So. The other rumors are out that the Los Angeles Lakers may try to lure Chris Paul. Let's be honest. They won a championship, but I've been consistent with saying this. 1-15, they're just not that strong. So they're going to get better, but right now they're not that strong as they could be. So rumors are they're thinking about bringing in Chris Paul as a free agent. And then also moving Kyle Kuzma for assets. So what do you think about those two moves? <clears throat> Is David Stern going to come out of retirement to block the Chris Paul trade again? Well, God rest his soul. He would have to come back from the grave. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, he died. How did you forget David Stern died? How did you forget Emperor, Emperor Palpatine died? Come on. Twice. <laughs> Uh, that would be, I think, a huge get for the Lakers to pull off, especially yeah. after the season Chris Paul had. Right. Like, right. seeing what he could do by himself, he's kind of like one of the <clears throat> perfect additions for that team because he can add shooting. He's a reliable three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's what LeBron's always talking about, having another playmaker on the court. Well, you have probably one of the smartest playmakers in the entire NBA running your offense. Um, <clears throat> Rondo fills in the gap minutes anyways if they still wanted to keep him. And apparently he's pretty important to have in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rondo's the reason they won the championship in that game. That game six, he sealed up. So it's you got to come down to, of course, you'd love to have Chris Paul. But is it worth moving Kuzma and also like shifting the team around after winning a championship? Well, I think so because I think Chris yeah. Paul can fit in easy. Yeah, Chris anywhere. Paul, Chris Paul would come as a free agent. So um, the Kuzma trade is interesting because I know how you feel about Kuzma, and you know how I feel about Kuzma. The kid is talented. He just has to be. He has to be the uh, what's the word? Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I was out late last night. He has to have the ball in his hands. He's not great with moving without the ball. So he has to be the centerpiece of the offense for him to actually do what a lot of people think he can do. So he's not going to be able to do that with the Lakers playing behind LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So there's a lot of teams out there 
who are like rubbing their hands together and hoping they can get their hands on Kyle Kuzma. So it's then what the Lakers are going to get back for him. So I don't think it's a bad move because one, he has a championship already. Now he can go somewhere and blossom. Two, the Lakers can add to that bench. Now the bench did play well games four, five, and six in the NBA Finals, but the bench is still weak. So if you bring in Chris Paul, that takes the pressure off LeBron James from being a ball handler. That'll be devastating for other teams in this league if LeBron James now, for the first time in his career, doesn't have to be the primary ball handler. Um, So the Lakers that we see now versus the Lakers that we could possibly see next season is going to be a huge, a huge improvement. And also the reason why the Lakers are thinking about making these moves is because the Golden State Warriors will be back next year. Yes, they have to upgrade. <clears throat> I agree. They have to. So that's why they're looking at still, even though they're the champs now, rightfully so, that's why they're still looking at improving their rosters because other teams around them are going to get drastically better. <clears throat> and with the way the, the team is set up, not downplaying Kuzma, he's just he's a younger guy who needs room to develop. Um that team might do better, especially if they do get Chris Paul back in or get Chris Paul. That's just another guy that has to have the ball in his hands. See if you can pick up another 3 and D guy because you needed some extra shooting in the playoffs for sure. You needed it bad. I mean, I know you get some of that if you get Chris Paul, but if you don't, you still definitely need some someone who can make some shots because Mm -hmm. when it was just Danny Green – the other guys could would make some shots, but you're on pins and needles. You know, mm-hmm. you have to have something a little more, like a little more solid, in my opinion. So if they oh, can yeah, get definitely. a really definitely. good yeah. three and D guy, aside from you know having Danny Green, of course, like have another guy like him, I think that would be huge for them. Yeah. Now, Chris Paul, can he come there? Like you said, he's a free agent. He's like, what type of contract do you see him signing if he goes to the Lakers compared would, to other teams? He would take a low deal. The he Lakers, doesn't have a ring. The Lakers are, a, yeah, he doesn't have a ring. The Lakers are a big market team, but their money is still kind of smallish. Um, so he would have to take, he's not going to get a max deal. He, those days are way behind him. I don't think he'll take the the, the vet minimum, which is like $1.5 million. I don't think he's going to take that. But he's going to have to take a smaller deal. And you know, Anthony Davis might actually take less money to accommodate some more money for Chris Paul. But look, they've been talking about this for years. It's a possibility that we might have three of the four banana boat crew with the Los Angeles Lakers next year because Melo's still a free agent. So it's possible. He goes there after I think he uh, should enjoying the situation with Portland so much. I think and them giving him so much faith. I think he should, and I think he could come off the bench and help the Lakers on the bench and be another, not necessarily a 3 and D guy, because we know how his defense is, even though it's gotten better, but he can be another option. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it could happen. I think it should happen. Portland's good, don't get me wrong. Portland is good. But if you have a chance to go to the champions and close your career, I think you do that. Do I have or, um LeBron's going to have Dwight Howard holding a sign saying he got me a ring. He can get you right. one, too. Hey. They're going to try to get Melo and yeah. Chris hey. Paul there. Why not? LeBron has a hell of a track record. Hell, they might even call D-Wade. Who knows? 
Who knows? They might D Wade might come out of retirement. Who knows? They might actually do it. They can do it. D Wade is not going to come there. He's not going to ask for a lot of money. Melo is not going to get a lot of money right now. So if you can get Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony for for vet minimum contracts, you make that call. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Wade. I think I don't think that's going to happen. But I would be <laughs> if they could get Chris Paul right. and Melo. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And with the way seeing those guys played in the playoffs and stuff, mm-hmm. they, they would be my pick right now mm-hmm. for the to repeat. Oh yeah, they're definitely the pick. They're definitely the pick to repeat. And I I saw something that said way too early power rankings and the Lakers were number one. You have to have number one. And Aaron yeah. Champs and then the Heat were number two. And I thought that was so surprising to me because everybody's already given up on Milwaukee. I was like, good lord. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that's a good pick because um, the Heat just they, – they made them look like they shouldn't have been there, and it should have yeah. at least been close. And the Heat aren't – they can stay pat. They, they can just stay back and not do anything, but that's yeah. not really – they will take advantage of what's out there. So I don't think the Heat is the same team we're going to see next year, but even if they are, if you guys can keep all your guys healthy in the playoffs, there's no reason to think right. you can't go back. I think that um, there's one or two ways this is going to go because we can we can sign Bam to a max deal um, this offseason. So if we sign him to a max deal this offseason, that's going to give us no flexibility for the next season. So not not to make this heat-centric, um, but the rumor is, is that Bam will not sign an extension this year. So him and Giannis can work together on a extension next year for Miami as both free agents because they both share the same agent. So that's that's what the hot rumor mill is. That's what the connection, the backdoor connection for Miami and Giannis is, is that him and Bam have the same agent. Um, they're both of African descent. So that's another thing Giannis was looking at as far as that's why Toronto was in the mix. Um, because of their GMs um, of African descent. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just going to be a wait-and-see game. So if Bam doesn't sign the extension this offseason, that would be actually step one to maybe him and Giannis coming together in Miami. So keep your eye on that. Right. Yeah, just keep your eye on I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm just saying keep no, your no, eye on I'm, it's not. I'm not saying either – yeah. It's just there's probably a few teams gearing up. Oh know, yeah, like, I mean yeah. we know there is. So I mean, everybody going to be the Heat's pitch. The Heat are always in the yeah. conversation with some of these everybody. big, um, you know, free agents that come out. So that's not, yeah. nothing surprising to me. Everybody's gonna gonna be pitched. You know, Michael in our in the Hardwood Nation chat, Michael mentioned the Dallas trade, and um, I commend Dallas for trying. <laughs> Because you got to try, right? But I, I don't. I don't think that's a good move for Dallas or Milwaukee. Um, Look, Steph Curry's been whispering in his ear for yeah. seasons now. <laughs> yeah, go go in the states out there lurking, you know. So and then Toronto, Toronto's like begging, so <laughs> they're desperate. So you know, he he has options, and that's the best place to be at when you have options. My whole my whole thing was as a Heat fan doing this this semi-championship run, I'm like, okay, 
do I, would it be nice for us to win a championship? Yes. But if we win a championship, that actually makes it harder for us to recruit Giannis. It does. It makes it harder. Because then people are going to look at him like they looked at Kevin Durant. But if we lose a championship, and then we can say, wow, you're the missing piece. So all we needed was you. So I think that actually bolster, it bolsters our uh, our clout with him. Um, also, with Toronto not making it as far as the Heat did, and then the way we just steamrolled Milwaukee, um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy that the Heat made it as far as they did. You know, I didn't expect them to win a championship this year, but I'm I'm okay with the results because I'm looking a year down the road and like this could actually help us land this kid. So yeah, you know. I, it was it was all good. It was all wins for the Heat this year, even though oh, yeah. we didn't get the championship. It's still right. we won everywhere else. Way yep. more than you thought it was going to be. Yep. Yeah, we we won everywhere else, and most importantly for me, um, and like I said, I don't want this to get too Heat centric, but most importantly for me, Jimmy Butler finally got the respect that he deserved. He 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 finally got it because no one can ever doubt him again. No one can ever say. He's a bad teammate again. Um, He said he felt bad that he didn't fulfill his promise to Pat Riley to bring a championship to Miami. Um, That kid left everything he had on the fucking court. You you can't ask for nothing more than that. So kudos to him. (laughs) I'm almost almost tearing up talking about it, um, how much I love Jimmy Butler. So kudos to him. Um, So let's talk about the Orlando Magic for a minute because this this is a pivotal year for you guys because I believe I know Evan Fournier is going to be a free agent but I believe Vucevic is going to be a free agent as well. What moves do you think the Orlando Magic should make going forward? They did make the playoffs this year um, but the re- but they were injured so the results wasn't what people thought it would be so what moves do you think the Magic will have to make this year? Um, to be honest I a tough one mm-hmm. there's some pieces there that especially for me i'm not sure about mm-hmm. i love isaac i love his game but we have to make sure he can be healthy and so naturally i wouldn't mind trading aaron gordon mm-hmm. to see what we can get because i think he can become more consistent and things like that but i think we, we kind of see what we're going to get mm-hmm. with him and the, having a, a premier defender that size and stuff is, is huge too. So that's like that's why I said bring when I brought up Isaac, I'd like to see what he can do when fully healthy because he's such a big long guy. You know, he he can replace some of that defense that we lose if we were to trade Gordon. And there's there might be more upside there with Isaac as well with him being younger. But I, I'm not real sure because we need shooting. There's a lot of things we need. I, I don't think uh, trading Vucevic is the answer because he's the only steady guy that we have. You know, uh, going forward, depending on how the young guys do coming up, like Isaac and like Fultz, depending on how the flow of the offense goes, we, we, we can kind of go away from Vucevic Vuce a little bit. You know, but right now he, he he's our go-to still. So as the seasons go on, I'd still like to keep him. Maybe Fournier too, 
because <clears throat> he's one of the few guys that can go ahead and create his own shot a little bit and can knock down a three, and he's comfortable with the offense too. <clears throat> so I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting – they're in a situation that I think is interesting because they, they could move and do a lot of things. Yeah, they, they, see, you know, see who they get calls from and see what they – what they value as their main goal going forward. Cause right now it's a little all over the place. You can move guys at all kinds of positions and make changes. I just don't, it, it's weird for me. I'm not sure where they go right now. Yeah. It's a pivotal year for Orlando. It really is because Vucevic and Fournier didn't really have team friendly contracts. So now you have an option where you can get out of those contracts. It's like, what do you do? I, I actually think Fournier is going to leave. I think he's going to leave in free agency. And I think Dallas may, may pick up the phone and lure him over there. Or even let's see what Houston does. Cause I, I believe Houston might actually lure him there. But think about this for a minute. What if Russell Westbrook ends up in Orlando? Now think about that. And then you build around Westbrook. Well, even though the mentioned Vooch and Fournier, those are two of the pieces that we might actually get calls about for the teams that need some help that did make playoffs and stuff like that. Fournier can help a team too. You just never know where those two guys are going to end up. Mm-hmm. So even though I like them and I like their steady – uh, flow like what they bring to the offense. They're probably along with Gordon, one of some of the pieces that we have that are actually desirable. Mm-hmm. So, if we go the route and we get rid of some of that, and we do bring in a guy like Westbrook, my only concern there with Westbrook is <clears throat> is not that he can't knock down shots. It's that we would still not have a super efficient shooter at the point guard position for the third straight time starting. Um, I love his game, and I love what he can do every, you know, everywhere else. But the Magic still don't have shooters, and we're losing shooters possibly with Fournier, you know, if, if he goes. So we, I don't think Westbrook will add enough in terms of everything else he brings, which is a lot over what we already get out of that, like, kind of position. And, I mean, I'd just be worried. I would love to have Westbrook on the team. I'm just not sure if if it's going to work there. I don't know. And build around him, maybe. Yeah, I think you bring in Westbrook. You give up who you got to give up. If you if you got to give up Aaron Gordon, sign and trade for Anye, and even if you got to give up Vooch, give him up because you still have Mobamba, you still have Isaac coming. You know, Isaac's going to come back from injury. You got to clear up that log jam, okay? So you can't continue to keep going big. You got to go small. You got bigs. So you, you cleared up that log jam. You bring in a player like, well, like Westbrook. You pick up the phone and call JJ. JJ Reddit. You want to come back home? They're shooting right there. Let's see what Kyle Korver is going to do. He may retire or he may stay with Milwaukee. Who knows? He's going to be a free agent. Call a Kyle Korver. Hey, you're going to get so many open looks. By the force of Westbrook, you're going to get so many open looks down here. So now you got Westbrook at the point, and then you got Kyle Korver at the three, and then you got J.J. Redick at the two, and then you got your bigs down, down low. 
<clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, those things sound good. I was know, just saying. It'd be nice to saying. see. No, I, I'm agreeing. I'm it's, saying. But I would love to sit in with these magic meetings. Right, where right. The, you know, and just, just know, like, what are you guys going for? Like, Because right. right now it just seems like they could just pick any spot on the team and be like, well, let's let's go after this. Because it seems like there's some highlights, right? You have Fultz showing some promise. Younger guys, too. You know, you have Gordon, who who isn't a bum, you know, but he is what he is. You know, we have some younger pieces that you can build around, too, but we don't have the guy. We don't have our main piece. You know, Vooch has been that for us, but we need something bigger, better, not bigger in terms of size, you know, but we we need something else. You know, none of this is getting us farther than what we did this year. Yeah. So I would just like to know what the team management, Clifford, all this I'd like to see what direction they want to go in. Look, look, we're we're right down the road. So if the Magic want to call me, the DeVos family can call me. I'll be the GM. You will be the assistant GM. Hey, what, what are you shaking your head for? We can build a contender down there. And we here's could. why. You would sabotage them no. on purpose. Nope. Here, here's why. I, I would just Drop use y'all. Point two. <laughs> 2.0. I, I, would use <laughs> your, I would use the Magic to build my resume and eventually get a job in Miami. But here, But here's the deal, though. The Magic are too nice. And this is not a shot. Great players, great team, whatever. The Magic are too nice. They play too nice. They don't have anyone on their roster and haven't had it for years that can impose their will. Aaron Gordon is a good talent. He's not imposing his will. Vooch is a good talent. He imposes his will maybe three times a season. I've seen him do it, but he doesn't do it consistently where he's like, give me the fucking rock. This is what I'm going to do. Um, Fournier never imposes his will. Good talent, though. So they're great. They're great. They have great team chemistry. They really do. But it's it's just that one thing that's missing is that they don't have talent that will impose their will, like the Lakers. You know how the Lakers beat the Heat in Game Six because the Lakers just came out and were like, "We're not going to let y'all win this game." LeBron James imposed his will in the first five minutes, and it shook the Heat to their core. Just like Jimmy Butler imposed his will in game five and game three. The Magic don't have that. And that's all the Magic needs. So if you have a player, a proven player, like Westbrook, who imposes his will every second of every play, (laughs) you go after that type of player, and then you get players that complement his game. And it's hard hard for teams to do that, to say, okay, we're going to build around this one singular guy. But he probably has two to three years more of prime Westbrook. Houston doesn't even know what to do with him. OKC knew what to do with him once Durant left, but Houston didn't know what to do with him. So he needs to go to a team where it can be his team, no one else, put role players around him and let him do his thing. Hell, he might average a triple-double again. The Magic isn't the only team that's like that. The Knicks are another team, and the Knicks are like, hmm, Maybe we can make a trade for Westbrook. So there's a couple of teams out there that's looking at him as we can we can shape our whole franchise around this guy. But you're you're only gonna have two to three years to make it work. Yeah. But I think it's worth a gamble. I'm I'm just saying it's worth a gamble. I, I know you can't see my backdrop and I tried something new. Usually I have the brick wall background. Today I actually have the uh, Los Angeles Lakers holding the uh, NBA trophy to to commemorate what they're what they did this year. So that's just another shout out to the Lakers. You can't take it away from them. 
Uh, any final thoughts on this extremely long NBA season? Because this is actually the longest season in history. Um, hopefully, we won't have to do it again. Hopefully, we won't have to go through this again next year. But right now, it seems like we're still definitely going to have to have some specific standards involved because um, this thing isn't going away right now anytime soon. But in terms of the length of it, I mean, you know, hopefully it'll be a normal season because the NBA will already know what they're going to do to to deal with it. So, I mean, hopefully this season's a one and done the way we had to do it yeah, you know, this knows? time. Everybody was on, the, you know, trying to adjust on the fly this year. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. Who knows? I mean, they, they they did the best job with what they could do. Um, they did a fantastic job, actually. And and to to all the the team members of the Hardwood Nation with this abrupt relaunch that we had right when the bubble was beginning, um, I want to say thank you to everyone. Uh, we actually had about ten thousand views come to the website um, since the relaunch. So. For that amount of views and the short amount of time of the NBA bubble, I'm actually proud of that for the relaunch that we had. Um, thank, thank you, brother, for finally launching this YouTube show <laughs> with me. Finally, we've been wanting to do it for a long for time, years. And then another special shout out to our brothers from another mother, Cortez Paul and Kevin Carter at the Balls in Our Court podcast. Thank you guys for jumping on this year and helping us out. Um, we're not going to be going long. We're not going to be going long, but we're going to take a little mini vacation and we'll probably come back around free agency. Free agency time. Hell, I don't even know when that's going to be. <laughs> I know the draft's going to be sometime in November, I think. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the schedule yeah. is right now, but we'll be back. But again, thank you, brother. And uh, we're going to come back thank you. bigger, better, and better at the Hardwood Nations. Fragrant Two Podcast, and we are out. See that. Word?